Hello. Welcome to Chinese Folk Tales. I'm Paul Osborne, and I've got another amazing story to tell you. I hope you enjoy it. You've probably heard the story of Mulan, if only from the Disney animation and movie a few years back. But that didn't really stick strictly to the ancient Chinese story. Which is a shame, because that story has been good enough to be told for thousands of years. As you listen, just remember this. When you look into the fields and see two rabbits running side by side, can you tell which is a he and which is a she? The story was first told as a ballad, the Ballad of Mulan, which was likely composed in about 400 AD. But as with most great stories, its origins are probably far older than that and would have been passed from one generation to another. No one knows who wrote it. Maybe it was Mulan herself. Our story begins in a room where a young woman sits listening to the sounds of a loom, weaving away endlessly. The shuttle passing back and forth relentlessly. <sighs> At last, it falls silent, and the only sound that can be heard are the heavy sighs of Mulan. <sighs> Mulan, you startled me. Have you been sitting there all the time? And seeing her sad face, asks... Whatever can be the matter? What are you thinking about? Are you longing for something? Someone, perhaps? Not in the way you might think, my dear friend. Last night I walked the streets of the city and saw the notices pinned to the wall calling people to join the army to fight the great invaders. Each family was to provide a warrior. I have no older brother, and my little brother is too young to fight. Oh, but your father's too old. If he goes, he may well not come back. I know, and I fear for his life. It pains me so much. That night, the soldiers came to the door and demanded Mulan's father join the fight. There seemed no way out. However, Mulan had hatched a plan. My father must not go to war. Someone must take his place. So in the early hours, she stole through the house and took her father's armour. In the morning, Mulan bought a fine horse in the East Market and a saddle and blanket in the West Market, a bridle in the South Market and a long whip in the North Market. And she rode away to war in her father's place. For days she stayed in the saddle and each morning and each evening she could hear her parents' voices on the wind calling for her to return. Mulan! 
pressed on, riding over mountains, through dangerous passes, and across fiercely flowing rivers, until their calls were replaced by the sounds of the gongs of war. Into the fray she rode and fought alongside all the other soldiers who believed her to be the son of some great warrior, so bravely did she fight. Each day the sun glinted on the armour of 10,000 soldiers, the air filled with courageous corps. They fought on battle after battle. Some laid down their lives for their colleagues, but many others fought to the end, and after a decade, were able to return to their homes. Son of Heaven, was so grateful to them all, he unrolled a scroll of merit and rewarded each soldier according to their brilliance in battle. Then he came to Mulan. Mulan, you have distinguished yourself as a great warrior, have fought bravely and courageously with your fellow soldiers. Tell me, what is it that you wish as a reward? Name it. You may have anything you require. Promotion to general, a great house, gold, silver. The whole court fell silent to hear what the great warrior Mulan might ask for. My lord, son of heaven, great emperor, I ask of you but one thing. Of course, just say, and it shall be yours. I only ask for a camel so that I may travel a thousand miles back to my hometown, so that I may be with my family again. A thousand camels, then? No, no, just the one. One is all I need. and the emperor and the whole court bowed in recognition of Mulan's modest request. And the very next day, she started for home. Even though her parents had no idea where she had been or what she had done for the last ten years, word soon reached them that she was on her way home at last. They prepared a great welcome, a great banquet. Her sister put on a fine dress, and her little brother, much older now, was so anxious to see her. Thank you.
Anne's journey home was long, across China, but she wasn't alone, as her fellow warriors had insisted on providing her with an escort. However, as she drew close to her family home, Mulan asked them to let her go on on her own. Please, my friends, my comrades in arms, I beg of you to stay here. I wish to enter my home alone. Later, you will be welcomed into the house to join the feast. The soldiers were a bit confused, but readily agreed to the great warrior's request. Mulan made sure no one could see as she entered her home. She crept to her bedchamber and found it had been kept just the way she left it some ten years earlier. Mulan took off her armour, removed her warrior clothes and changed into her beautiful dress. She released her long hair from her soldier's cap and combed it so it lay smoothly over her shoulders and gently applied her makeup. Then she went downstairs, greeted her family and went outside to welcome in her entourage. Men, fellow soldiers, I welcome you to the feast. At first, there was silence. The troops were confused by her words. We don't understand. Where is Mulan, the great warrior? Can't you see? I am Mulan. Well, I'll be... Mulan! All these years, we thought you were a man. We never suspected. Mulan laughed heartily. Does it matter whether I am a man or a woman, my dear friends? We fought together, didn't we? Bravely, day after day. We charged into battle under the same banner. We won great victories together. Mulan looked into the faces of the startled soldiers. My friends, many say that you can tell the gender of a rabbit by the way it moves. The male runs quickly. The female often keeps its eyes closed. But tell me, which of you here can tell the gender of a rabbit when they are running side by side? Can you really tell which is a he and which a she? As her words sunk in, the soldiers began to laugh and cheer. They dismounted their camels and hugged Mulan as if they had won the greatest of battles. And the great feast was then enjoyed by all. So, I guess the message is, ignore convention, be yourself, and be the best you can be. And with that, we conclude this episode of Chinese Folk Tales. Thanks for listening. If you like our stories, do give this podcast a five-star rating, leave your comment, and share with your friends. To hear more, please subscribe to Chinese Folk Tales on all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.